Good morning. Good morning. Man, it is awesome to be here this morning. Uh, first part of the week, I actually had an opportunity to put a few thoughts together for a sermon, uh, which is good when I can do that early in the week, then it makes it easier than like Saturday. I can just kind of finish things up and think about this. I, I got going either Monday or Tuesday night and I wrote a, a sermon that uh, I decided that, uh, man, it's probably an hour and a half sermon. I'd say every bit of it. So y'all come, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I've actually written the sermon now for the next couple weeks. Because uh, I decided to split it up a little bit. Amen. <laughs> yeah, we're going to chunk it down just a little bit on that. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing. That's, man, that's it. But I'm, uh, I've been reading through the Psalms and actually uh, listening to Psalms being sung in the last few months, actually. If you've never done that, if you've never actually listened to again, I'm blessed with a long commute. And I can plug that in and just listen. And you talking about some wonderful words and encouragement to start my day. It's amazing. And again, as part of my devotion, uh, my, my personal devotion, I started reading the Psalms every day. I'm trying to read a Psalm a day. Um, I got a little bit carried away this, this week again when I'm putting some thoughts together. And I really couldn't decide whether I want to talk about praise or prayer. So I, again, I wrote a sermon for both. And this morning, I'm going to talk about prayer. I'm going to talk about how Psalms is a book of prayer and praise. But we're going to focus on prayer this morning. And I'm going to start, well, before I read the scripture, I'm going to start by just giving you some interesting facts about Psalms. It's the third longest book of the Bible. There's 150 different psalms. The, the psalms were composed over approximately a thousand years. Jesus used quotes from the book of Psalms more than any other part of the Old Testament. Nearly half of all the direct quotes taken from the Old Testament and quoted in the New Testament came from the psalms. The Lord began and concluded his earthly ministry by quoting from the psalms. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then I'm not going to read you all these facts because I'm going to be here next week too uh, to continue. But I want you to think about five key words that are mentioned in Psalms. And it's praise, prophecy, pain, petition, and poetry. Praise, prophecy, pain, petition, and poetry. Uh, actually listen to some of the poetry. I listened to um, the 91st Psalm yesterday in Hebrew. And I don't know Hebrew, but it was beautiful. And I followed along in English. And it, just an awesome piece of poetry. Um, but the book of Psalms is a beautiful guide to approach the Lord in prayer. I'm going to read from the 84th Psalm. I'm going to read verses 10 through 12 this morning. 
says, For the day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord, God, is sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good things happen. No good things does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for, uh, for this wonderful word. Lord, I just thank you for, uh, for speaking uh, through us in song and in poetry and in prayer, Lord. Uh, I just pray that this morning, as we study as we study about prayer, we study about these psalms, Lord, I just pray that you speak through me. Lord, if not, please speak in spite of me, Lord, that everyone here and everyone listening online receives your message. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, using the psalms as a source of prayer. A source of prayer. Now, don't get me wrong, your prayer life is your prayer life. I'm not going to meddle in it. Your conversation with God is your conversation with God. It can be as short or as long as you feel led to pray. I sometimes pray very short prayers. I don't like wording this, but sometimes it helps us to recite or to remember what's written. Um... Was once this little boy who uh, didn't like to pray out loud. It wasn't me. Uh, I was okay praying. I didn't like to read out loud. But he didn't like to pray out loud, so every opportunity his grandmother could, she uh, gave him that opportunity to practice. And one day, Thanksgiving day, the whole family's there. They're getting ready to eat, and grandmother calls on this little boy to pray. And he says, okay, everybody bow their heads. He waited for a second and said, amen. Grandmother says, I didn't hear what you said. And he said, that's okay, I wasn't talking to you. Uh, so there's prayers of all sorts, all sizes, and all occasions. So again, I'm not meddling in your conversations with God. But if you look at the model that Jesus gives us, if you look at the model that Jesus gives us, the example that he sets while he was on the cross, when he prayed, he prayed from Psalms. When he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He spoke those words in Matthew 27, 46, but he's quoting Psalm 22, 1. And then the last words he spoke from the cross, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. It's found in Luke 23, 46, but it's also in Psalm 31, 5. When we read these psalms, we read the word of God, we put them in our heart. When we're in desperation, that's what comes out. We don't memorize stuff like we used to, not in church, not in education. Like we used to, we don't think it's a productive way to learn. Could be right, I don't, I don't know. But I'm telling you, when you put these things in your heart, you do memorize these things. When you need them, they come out. 
When you need them most, they come out. When you're your most despair, you think about the peace that God's given us through His Word. When you're celebrating the most, you can think about the most praise that He gives us in His Word. So we should get used to not just quoting Psalms, but, but having the Bible hidden in our heart where we use it when we need it, which we need it all the time. You see, both the prayers that Jesus just uttered from the cross, as he hung on the cross while he was suffering in deep agony, he chose to use the Psalms to express his deepest feelings. And then if you go to Acts, and, and, and you look at the apostles, and, and you read Acts 24, excuse me, 4, 24 through 26, the way that God is addressed is found in the Psalms. When they express their 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 problems, their needs. They look to Psalms 2 for those words. And what do these examples really teach us? What do they teach us? Because I'm not really advocating for you to memorize Psalms and just pray Psalms, but I want them in your heart. I want them in my heart where, hey, when we run out of things to say to God sometimes, when we're in des despair and we can't think of words to say, we can use His words. It's important. You know who it's important to? It's important to us. It's important to us to be able to, to, to speak words to God when we need to. We, don't, we do want to avoid vain repetitions. I'm not, again, I'm not looking for you to just vainly re repeat words that you've read. But when you put these words in your heart, you live by these words, and you follow these words, that's what comes out when you need them. And then we look at the proper format of a prayer that Jesus taught us in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And if you look at that prayer, there's five parts to it. He addresses the Father. He says, our Father. And then he's praying for God's purpose. And then he prays for our material needs. Give us this prayer. And then he prays for our spiritual needs. Forgive us. And then he concludes the prayer. You see, in Psalms, we find all of these expressions from the elements of prayer. The elements of prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. If you look in Psalm 8.1, we learn how to, to address the Father. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You who set your glory above the heavens. We can look there. Psalms 8.1. Psalm 8.1 tells us how to address the Lord. And then in Psalm 91 and 2, it says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The, psalm talk, the Psalms talk about eternity. In praying for God's purpose, we can look at Psalm 57 11. It says, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. And then in Psalm 72, 18 and 19, the writer says, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who all does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And then for mentioning our material needs, for making those petitions, we can look at Psalm 144, verses 12 through 15. It reads, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. 
that daughters may be as pillars, sculpted in palace style, that our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce, that our sheep may bring four thousands and ten thousands in our fields, that our oxen may be, may be well laden, that there be no breaking in or going out, that there be no outcry in our streets. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Again, when we're praying, it's okay to ask for things. It's okay to ask for things. We have needs. We have physical needs. We have spiritual needs. We need to talk to God about those needs. Again, if, if for asking for our spiritual needs, you can look at Psalm 51, 1 through 4. It says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression. And my sin is ever before me. Against you, you and only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless, blameless when you judge. When we fall short, we need to pray prayers of repentance. We have spiritual needs. We have spiritual needs right now that we need to be taken to the Lord. And we can pray for strength. Psalm 71, 1 through 3 says, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me by my strong habitation to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Sometimes we need strength. Have you ever needed strength? Have you ever been at your lowest point? Have you ever been at your lowest point and needed that strength? That strength only comes from the Lord. We need to be prepared when we fall on times when we need that strength. That's where we look. Sometimes when we're standing upright and things are going really well, sometimes it's hard to look up. But I'm telling you, when you're on the flat of your back and you can't get up because you just had back surgery, there's nowhere to look but up. When you're flat of your back because you've got other ailments, there's nowhere to look for up. We look for our strength then, but we need to look for our strength when we're up walking right too. We need to be in the habit of looking up and pleading for the strength that we need to make it from day to day sometimes. Not just physically, but also spiritually. When we're spiritually at our lowest points, when we should be looking up and praising the Lord. And again, praying for that strength to come that can only come from Him. You see, these expressions are appropriately used when, again, it's not for, uh, for God's benefit, it's for ours. It's for our own edification. We have needs. And we rely on God for those needs that can be filled. The things we do for ourselves, the things we do for each other, the things we do as we try to walk closer and closer to the example that Christ has set us. It can be tough sometimes when we're doing that. We remember that when things are going tough, that when we look up, when we focus just on Jesus, just on that goal, just on the purpose of that he has and the purpose he has on our lives, that 
when we can gain peace. That's when we gain strength to continue. Again, my purpose is not to formalize every prayer you pray. It's not to formalize every prayer you pray. Again, your personal conversations with God are your personal conversations with God. Sometimes my prayers are really simple. Um, again, on my long commute, um, I can pray with my eyes open, okay? So I'm praying. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can pray with my eyes open. And, yeah. So on my commute from my house to, to, to my school every day, while well, I'm listening to Psalms, or I'm listening to a sermon, I'm, I'm continually in prayer. Some of my best prayer time is when I'm driving. Don't tell my son-in-law, he's a policeman. <laughs> that probably wouldn't be good. I, I just admitted it, though, so it's, 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 it's okay. And again, some of those prayers are really short, like, oh, man, don't let him cut me off, please, Lord. And some of them, when I listen to the song, could last the whole commute. Because again, I got to look for his strength daily. If I only look to myself for the power to get through a day, it don't work out very well. But when I look to him to provide my every need, that's when I'm fulfilled. You see, I do want us to remember that when we do, to, when we address the Lord, though, that we do have some models. You know, when we run out of things to say. Sometimes we do run out of things to say. Sometimes we run out of things to say to each other, but sometimes our need may be so great or we may be so overwhelmed with grief that we don't have the words. And I'm telling you, that's okay too. You can pray without saying a word. You can open your hands and say, Dear Lord, and then just listen. What I've learned from... Um, from ministering to people with great loss, that the heavier the loss, the fewer the words. When someone's in total grief, they don't really need to hear, have you seen this before? What they need to hear is that you love them. God loves them and you're going to walk with them. Some of the best advice that I ever got was when I was struggling and uh, had somebody pray with me. And I was going through a, a little situation and, and, and this gentleman looked at me and says, I wish I could take this from you. I wish I could carry this burden for you, but I can't. He said, but I promise you I'm going to walk every step of the way with you. That's what we need to do for each other. Sometimes we're hurting. Sometimes we don't need to hear words. We just need to have that presence of each other. That presence of knowing that someone loves me and they love the same things that I love and they love God. Again, sometimes there's a purpose for, for a long, formal prayer, but sometimes it's just, Father, I need you. He knows your needs. When you can't find the words, he already knows them. And look, for that example, as we go through a prayer life, though, it, we, we do have examples of how we should address the Father. We have examples of how we should pray for God's purpose in our life, how we Sometimes we need material things. Sometimes we need physical things. It's okay to ask for those things. 
We always need spiritual things, though. Always. And then at the end of the prayer, we should praise. We should thank God for the blessings and for listening to us. Again, when we pray, sometimes we don't always have that immediate answer that we want. But God don't get tired of hearing our prayers. He may be in the process of answering that prayer. Or it may be something that he really don't think you need right now. That's okay, too. That don't mean you quit praying. Again, pray for each other. Pray for your spiritual life. Pray for your physical needs. Pray for our church. Pray for this community. Man, we live in a nation that needs prayer right now for sure. We live in a world that sometimes is full of chaos. Pray for peace. Pray for comfort. Pray for everybody to come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Because when it's all said and done, if your hope is not built on the foundation that Christ set, when your hope is not in Jesus and Jesus alone, life can be pretty tough and lonely. So I pray this morning that if you don't have that relationship with Jesus, you haven't put your faith fully in him, that you come to know his saving grace and his love and his atonement today, that you place your hope and faith in him. And I also pray that if you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've been struggling, you've been in pain, that you look up to Christ today and you pray, you pray for the, your needs. but also address the needs of others. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just being here with us this morning, Lord. Thank you for, uh, for being such a huge God, Lord. You created everything, but you still hear the prayer from me. Every time I pray, you Lord, thank you for listening. Lord, I just pray for each person here, each person that's listening online, Lord, if they don't have that relationship with you, that they come to that knowing relationship of your saving grace today. Lord, again, just thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.